they say I'm about my money, yeah, I don't play I got that Benjamin button, I'm looking better every day, boy Hello, it's your favorite sister duo, Tansy and Chandler And although we are best friends with coaching, heart, and grit in our blood, we aren't afraid to admit that we couldn't be more different in our strengths and weaknesses. You see me, Chandler, it wasn't all that long ago that I was known as a lazy, undetermined girl, but I made the decision to change my story and become one of the most consistent, organized go-getters that I know. And me, Tansy, for my entire life, I've been the woman I thought everyone else needed and wanted me to be. I decided to rewrite my story and help others do the same. And finally, I own exactly who I am, exactly who I want to be, and where I'm going. Together, we are taking our wisdom and even unanswered questions and having the sometimes uncomfortable conversations that can make you laugh, make you cry, and remind you that you are not alone. And if she can do it, you can do it. Let's attack what it truly means to be bossy and define what it takes to stop at nothing in the pursuit of being and having it all. Our goal is to not let you sleep on your inner bossy baddie. It's time to own your power, be the woman in charge, the CEO of your life, and it is time to hire, fire, and promote accordingly. Hello, Bossy Baddies. Welcome to the show. We are in Raleigh, North Carolina right now. It's so cool that we get to hang out together. Tansy actually traveled down to stay with me for a week, right? Yeah. Yeah, so cool. So (laughs) we are, we love doing the show like in person together, but we also love doing it virtually, but it's really cool that we get to sit next to each other and do the show like looking into each other's eyes. (laughs) Um, But some exciting news before we dive in and read the review of the show, we actually found out, which I think we shared this on a previous episode, but we finished 2022 in the top 5%, what was it? Followed Most followed podcasts. Yeah. Most followed podcasts, which is nuts that's because of you guys first of all so thank you for that I don't remember there were like a a lot of stats on there but one of the other stats was basically like your listener is really loyal and the people who are listening to you are really tuned in to like multiple episodes so thank you guys so much for sticking with us as you know we we do this thing and I feel like We're all in this together. Yeah, that's really cool and feels so good. So because of that, we wanted to celebrate in the one way that we know how, which is really fun, and we made (laughs) t-shirts. And they're like the coolest shirts ever. It's like awkward for us to wear them because like our faces are on them, but they look like concert t-shirts. They're so dope. And the material of them is really good. I love the way, like to me, a t-shirt, the way it hangs on my body is the deciding factor of whether I'm going to wear it or not. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I, I'm really picky about yes. apparel. Like, I'm not going to wear clothes or make clothes if it doesn't feel good on my body. Like, I feel like my skin is very sensitive or something. Yeah. And I'm also picky about what we put on the shirts. And I feel like if I weren't us, I would buy it. Yeah. And I feel like that's really saying something. But we got – I got an extra large. I was you got say, an extra large. No, I got a, I got a 2X because okay. I – first of all, I'm 5'10", so I'm tall. But I like to wear these t-shirts, like these big t-shirts to the gym and tuck it into the back of my bra a little bit and let it like slouch in the front. It's super cute. Well, that's, I was just going to say like, it's perfect for teaching a turn up class or going to a dance class or even lifting in the gym. Obviously we probably, I don't know. I might rock it. Who cares? 2023, (laughs) zero Fs. Seriously. We were like, should we wear these to the gym? But like, if we're both wearing them, that's like double awkward. Yeah. So anyway, so t-shirts are live. You can find that in the link of the show notes. We'll add it there for you guys, but also in the link of our bios on our Instagram. So have fun with that. 
The next thing we're gonna do is read a review from Yay! Yay! From Jennifer Kathleen. Shout out to Jennifer. Jennifer. Five out of five stars. Amazing, insightful queens. These two are so insightful. They have so much to offer in terms of personal development. You're truly doing yourself a disservice if you don't subscribe. Every pod is so thoughtful and real. Thank you. I love that. That's that is so cool. That's really, really nice. Yeah. And I, what that made me think of is quick biz tip, biz advice. I'm in a mastermind and the leader of the mastermind was like, you truly, everything you do, you should feel the way she just said how she feels about her podcast. Like everything that you're doing and offering to the world, you should feel that way about what you're creating. Like yeah. telling everybody, like I might've even said this on a podcast, but the world needs whatever it is you have to offer. And you have to like embody that feeling and be like, dude, if you're not listening to this, if you're not doing this, whatever it is you're creating, then you're missing out. Yeah. So let me and add I love that, that because Tansy shared a podcast with me that I listened to this morning actually. And this girl was talking about how she makes a hundred million dollars a year, like super rich, makes a ton of money. And it's not about the money to her. Like she doesn't say to herself at the beginning of the year, I want to make a hundred million dollars. I'm going to make a hundred million dollars. She actually says, what type of value can I provide in order to make it worth a hundred million dollars? Mm -hmm. And I love that mindset because so many of us feel shame around like earning a ton of money or wanting to earn a ton of money. But when you think of it in providing value, like we do this podcast for free because we have so much value. I truly believe that. And so oh, look at you. Yeah. So <laughs> I love coming together and doing this because I hope that we're making impact. And so these, reviews, I also feel like when you create something for the right intention, the yeah, world feels that and sure. they oh, were not stupid. Like the, human race can feel energy and intention and, and I said energy already, <laughs> geez. But like when you have the right intention, like this is important and I want to make an impact, then it comes because of that for sure. So go ahead and leave us a review. Let us know your thoughts. We Yay. absolutely love reading them. We're going to continue to read them in the beginning of every show. All right. So what we're going to do today is there is this guy, his name is Corey Mascara, maybe Mascara, I'm, Mascara. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he went and for six months meditated with like the toughest monks is what his wording is hmm. and meditated for 15 hours a day no. for six months. <laughs> That's not for me. <laughs> for six months straight. And he wrote like 31 liners that he learned from that experience. And we're not going to talk about this one, but one of the last quotes that he said, he was like, um, monks love to fart during the meditation because it is a way to release. Like, and they really <laughs> celebrate any type of release that there is during a meditation. Yeah. So I actually love that. That's I'm sure you do. Chan. <laughs> You're like, I have permission. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Great. Moving on. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to talk about some of these because they're so spot on. And I think even just hearing the quote and spending some time, time with it will really um, bring us to thinking about it. Yeah. And, sorry, it. I just got distracted by the dog. Yeah, there's dogs in here and they're really talkative right now. So, yeah. All right. So the first one is um, the biggest life hack is becoming your own best friend. Everything is easier when you do. Mm. And Chandler loved that one. So I do love that you one. kick it off. Why, why do you love that so much? Because I was also on a call last night and 
the question was, which stumped me, which is weird that it stumped me because I feel like I usually see these things coming, but the question prompted was, who do you love most in this world? So who would you answer? You. Okay, that's what I said. I said my sister. <laughs> and at the end, she was like, none of us in the chat put ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, who do you love most in the world? Ourselves. So she kind of got me with that because, like, I do love myself a lot and I've done a lot of work to get to that point. But, like, why is that not our first answer? Because maybe we don't think of ourselves in third person or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But the thing is, is... Well, I love you more than I love myself. Whoa. That's probably a problem. Is it? Yes. That's a problem. <laughs> but I, I accept that love. Like, I want that love. <laughs> But that's the thing is, like, I, I am your yes. best friend. That's like, I'm word. your best friend, and this quote is saying you should be your own best friend as well. Yeah. So I'm I think... sure that's how, like, I, I compare it to the way moms probably feel about their kids. Like For sure. I It's, like, this love that's overwhelming. Yeah. And so, like, imagine if your best friend, so in this case, uh, each other, us, imagine if that was just another version of you, and you treated that version of you the way that you treat your best friend. Say or that again? think about them. Wait, can you say that one more time? What were you doing? Were you distracted? No, I just, it felt like a lot. Can you okay. say it again? Imagine like me, I'm your best friend. Imagine if I was just you, another version of you outside of your body. And if you treated that version of you or that mm. subject as you, like how much more love you would give to yourself because you're treating yourself as your best friend. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I yeah. needed that reaction. That's really good. Yeah. So I, I want to talk a little bit like what are some ways that you can do that? Yeah. I was just going to say like what hits you when you initially think of that? What's the first thing that you are like, I do this for Tansy or feel this way about Tansy, but I don't feel that way about myself or do that for myself. I don't think I have ways that I don't do those things for myself. That's the thing. It's like, I think I have become my own best friend. Mm-hmm. There are things that I need to work on. I think I definitely treat myself as my own best friend though. Actually, I think I do too because I'm thinking about the things that I would do for you and say to you. Yeah. And I feel like I do that for myself. But like one thing that maybe I used to do, not do for myself, that I've worked really hard to do is like the way I feel like I celebrate you. And like if you're talking about a flaw of yours, I feel like I'm constantly reminding you that I think you're perfect and I don't see those flaws. And you need those flaws to make what your strengths are, are your strengths. And I feel like I'm constantly like, do not yeah. say that about yourself. For sure. I do the same thing to you. Yeah. And so and that's I, something that I've come a long way in. Yeah. And I do that for myself, but I could do it even more. Yeah. I think I, we were talking the other day about how Tansy and I are both empaths, which could also be. <laughs> empath? Seth. You could say empath. I, I say mean, empath, but I don't know if that's right. I don't feel like it is, but whatever. Either way. <laughs> I think I have a lot of empathy for you. Like, because you're so tough probably and I respect you, but like when you are down, I feel sorry for you. Or like when you're hurting, I'm like, oh my gosh, that probably hurts so bad. <laughs> I and I don't you. do that for myself. Oh. So I think something I could do better is be have more empathy for myself. Dude, that's so good. Thanks. That's such good insight. Yeah, Did you plan you. on saying that? No. Wow. I feel like this is really fun to like sit at a table and have a real conversation with you. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, thank you. Are you gonna cry? No. Okay. My eyes are a little irritated. <laughs> Like, I don't feel tears coming, but they itch, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, so the next one. A sign of growth is having more tolerance for discomfort, but it's also having less tolerance for earmuffs bullshit. So I'll say it one more time. A sign of growth is having more tolerance for discomfort, but it's also having less tolerance for bullshit. Yes. Whew. I... One of the other quotes in here, it talks about how um, 
what's the thing called where you put it off for, for a long procrastination. time? Procrastination. Yeah, procrastination. Ding, ding, ding. Good job. <laughs> procrastination is a way that we refuse to deal with feelings that are hard to deal with. So it's like, we think procrastin procrastination sometimes means that we're afraid of things or we have fear around what we're doing, but really it's like you just don't want to face the hard feelings that mm -hmm. come along with addressing the things that you need to address. And a yeah. sign of growth is recognizing that there's so much power in taking action on that really quickly and facing the hard stuff. And I feel like I've seen this all over the internet this year, but I feel like the year of 2023 people have just developed this strength and like this understanding of like, this year is about me facing it. It's about me handling my shit. It's about me having the hard conversations and that's a sign of growth. Yeah. While at the same time, I mean, it goes right in hand. It's also having less tolerance for, for bullshit. Like if you have less tolerance for bullshit, you're going to have to sit in discomfort because yeah. you're going to be in a lot more uncomfortable conversations because you're not putting up with, you're not letting shit go yeah. that you have let go in the past. Yeah, I think they can go hand in hand exactly like that. Like it doesn't have to be two separate things. Like when I first heard that quote, like in my own personal life, if I were to share how that resonates with me, we, Tansy and I both share every single day on social media. It's a huge part of our lives. It's something that we do, we open up, we share things. And so when you do that, when you put yourself in that situation, you put yourself, you set yourself up for judgment, for nasty comments for things that are going to piss you off that you didn't even think would ever piss you off. Mm -hmm. And I think part of growth for me is not letting that stop me from showing up, mm -hmm. but not dealing with the bullshit is also not letting it get to my head. Yeah. Or not even responding. Yeah. Like, or like, like it's so hard to, to measure this, but not letting it affect your energy or your mood. Like so, there's so many things that People don't share or don't see that people who are showing up on social media, things get to them. You can't be a human being without that. But learning how to train your emotion, your emotional state and your mental state to not let those things affect you is cutting off dealing with bullshit. Yeah. But well, growth is still showing up despite that. Even letting it affect you, but then knowing how to move accordingly and not let it affect you for long. Yeah. Because you're still human. Yeah. But it's, what I'm saying is it's discomfort. Yeah, and you're sitting in that mm -hmm. because it is uncomfortable at times. Okay, so with that, here's another quote that kind of leads into this. High pain tolerance is a double-edged sword. It's key for self-control, but can cause us to override the pain of being out of alignment. Hmm. Can you read that one more time? Yeah. High pain tolerance. High pain tolerance. Is a double-edged sword. Yes. It, can, it is key for self-control but it can cause us to override the pain of being out of alignment. So this isn't talking about like you punch me in the face and that hurts. This is talking about high pain in what? Like emotions. I think that it could actually apply to both because if you think about even you're talking about a workout and you're really sore mm -hmm. and you're just continuing to go hard, hard, hard. Um, and you're disciplining yourself to show up, but you're also not paying attention to your body to, you're overriding the pain of like being out of alignment with what your body actually needs. Yes. But then I think it goes the other way too of emotions where it's like, you know, we have been trained so much to be grateful for what we have. We've been trained so much to see the good in everything. And we consider ourselves tough. And sometimes when you're that tough and you, you're like, I'm going to like people talk about not being a quitter. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to quit. I I'm going to show up until 
because I'm gonna finish it because that's what I do and I'm a I don't care about the pain like there's a lot of pain and things that where you want to go somewhere da 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 like yeah I have a high pain tolerance and I'm gonna go get it but in reality that can be a double-edged sword because you could be so focused on not quitting when in reality like maybe that's not serving you and that's not actually a direction and quitting would free you and allow you to you know seek pain in a way that feels better to you that you're or change in alignment yeah hmm that's really an interesting one because i half of me agrees with it and half of me disagrees with it tell me how like i think and i don't know because i'm still starting my journey of like entrepreneurship like super this is gonna be my first full year of entrepreneurship which is insane Mm -hmm. but i think in order to obtain everything that you want you have to have that level of grit where you can bypass pain and but the other half of me agrees with it because if it's out of alignment then yeah like i'm reading the david goggins book for example i love david goggins but i do think sometimes he's too much like dude you gotta chill out like you're not it, I mean, it makes sense why he lives the way that he does. And you will have to read the book and listen to him speak in order to understand what I'm saying. It makes sense why he is the way that he is. He had a fucked up life, dude. Like, really. Whoa, Chan. What? We're, we're an explicit show now. It's okay. Time. So, but there are times where I read about him or I listen to him and I'm like, are you really living life? Because you, it's almost like he be, he's so pain intolerant. Wait, pain tolerant. That he <laughs> seeks pain so much mm-hmm. that I'm not sure if he's feeling what's on the other side of that. Whoa, I agree. Yeah. So I feel like that is a huge thing that the world is kind of starting to recognize. Yeah. And I'm so aware of it now too that it used to be like grind, grind, grind till your face falls off. Yeah. And that was like strength. Yeah. And I don't know that I see it as strength anymore. Yeah. I see it as you're running from something. Yeah, I agree. Woo! Good stuff. Okay. The moment, all right, the moment before letting go is often when we grip the hardest. Mm. The moment before letting go is often when we grip the hardest? Yeah. That's deep, dude. Why? Why do because you Because I, I don't know how to analyze that. Like, my, I agree with it. But I don't, can't think of how to put into words of how that makes sense to me. Okay, but what does it remind you of when you first hear it? Because I think of something immediately. I think of the moment before letting go is often when we grip the hardest. I don't know, you go. So what comes to my mind immediately is being a collegiate athlete. And you, as a collegiate athlete, you start your freshman year thinking, I have four years, I have all the time in the world to be good at this. And I have all the time in the world to make a name for myself and enjoy this. But all of a sudden, it's your senior year. Like, you wake up and it's over. And in my experience, I did exactly what that quote says. Like, I gripped the hardest onto being my best as soon as I was about to let it go. Like, that's when I got a trainer. That's when I got in my best shape was my final season. That's when I stepped up as a leader, when I had a larger voice, when I, well, all of these things. Like, I really gripped onto... I don't want to regret not going hard at this. And it was when I was going to let it go. So I think what that quote is saying is grip hard all the time, Mm -hmm. even before you're about to let it go. So if you talk even about like, fortunately, Tansy and I have not had much experience with death in our life. And I am so grateful for that. But that's exactly why this statement is important and applicable to us because we haven't experienced that. It's time to grip onto our loved ones and we're not close to letting them go. So I think showing so much love and pouring so much into them so that when it is time to let go, we can think to ourselves, 
dang, I really loved fiercely. Mm -hmm. My interpretation is so different. Wow. Yeah. I think of it as, so we're doing the 21 day, allow me to reintroduce myself and we're releasing like the old versions of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And what I imagine is like the minute before the minute, but like the time leading up to where you know you're about to transition, like you're about to step into something different, you're about to face change and you're ready and you know it's gonna be scary, like you're holding on to that version of yourself, you're holding on to anything you can as tightly as possible so that, because you're afraid of wow. letting go. Yeah, I think that makes more sense too. Well, not more sense, just different yeah. sense. But. I also think about like when you're driving home and you have to go number two <laughs> and you're about to be able to let go and release, but Bruh. it seems like the t the closer you get, the tighter, you're, like the more you're holding on. And the monks would tell you just to let go. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but that's exactly right. One time when I was in fifth grade, I was at fifth grade camp. And so we went to like this cabin and I remember we were like walking in the woods. I don't know what we were doing, but I had to pee so bad. You were walking in the woods? It was camp, fifth grade camp. I never and I did that. such cute limited two pants on. Hold on. I never gone to camp where we walked in the woods. You, I believe that about you. <laughs> what did you sign up I for? I probably was really excited about this. And I had really cute limited two pants on. Remember limited two? doesn't yeah. exist anymore. It's justice now, I think, for the kids. Mm -hmm. I loved Limited 2. Yes, you did. <laughs> which is like another story for another day when I outgrew Limited 2. I which think was you like, should tell that story. Not today. But Why? Yeah. It hurts? No, it doesn't hurt. But that was a big moment in my life. I'll share it another time. Keep the people coming back for more, you know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the woods. I had my Limited 2 pants on and I had to pee so bad. And so I ran to the bathroom. I ran. And as soon as I got to the door, I peed my pants. Mm -hmm. I saw the toilet and I <laughs> couldn't hold it anymore. And I had such a good friend. Her name was Liz Ernst. Oh my God. She was my best friend. Shout out to Liz. I smelled so bad from peeing my pants and there was, there were no showers. I don't think like I remember, I'm sure there were, but like, I don't remember there being any. And she pretended like we fell into the lake and that's why I smelled. Like she told everyone that's why I smelled instead of like me peeing my pants. That's a really good friend, but you know, no one believed that, right? <laughs> Whatever, dude. All right. All right. One, one more. more. Jinx. Personal jinx. Whoa. Diet Coke, please. Okay. I am going to say this one. I'm just, so we can just get into it, but I don't know how I feel. You cannot practice non-attachment. You can only show your mind the suffering attachment creates. When the mind sees this clearly, it will let go. I'll read it again. You cannot practice non-attachment. You can only show your mind the suffering attachment creates when the mind sees this clearly, it will let go. Whoa. Yeah. I believe that so hard. So much. So what comes to my mind right away is I was just listening to Ashley Molstead's podcast and she was talking about how her whole life she's been told she's pretty. And so she has considered herself very pretty. And she even was like uncomfortable saying that on the podcast. She's like, I know I'm not supposed to say that. She's like, but that's just the reality. Like I've been told my whole life. So I see myself as pretty. So when my body and my face are starting to change as I get older. Like I'm starting to get very self-conscious and sad and she's attached to the identity of being pretty and attached to like, I don't know what I have to offer if this is not who I am. Mm. And so the pain of recognizing that, like we can't, you can't practice that because you don't know how much it's affecting you. 
you can be aware of it, but you can only show your mind the suffering attachment creates. Um, when the mind sees this clearly, it will let go. So sometimes it takes getting older or like you said, losing something <clears throat> or heartache or anything along those lines to show that like being so attached to an identity or to a situation or to someone else is almost <clears throat> harmful. Yeah. And it's like, she was asking the question, like what, it's important to know who you are and who you want to be, but who are you without those things that can like that you can de you have to detach from. Yeah. So like, how can you recognize your worth without the stories of the attachment to what you think you are? Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I think we all have those attachments, which is kind of like that, that quote applies some relief, I think, because there's so many trainings that will tell you detach from this, detach from that. But you can't just flip a switch or do a ton of meditations and say, I'm all of a sudden detached. Mm -hmm. You have to endure the challenge. You have to face the challenge. And I think you have to dig deep and not try to push it down. You have to face it so that your mind can see that it's painful. Mm -hmm. So that you then you can detach. I would say what one thing I realized about myself is my habit of avoidance. Like I, going back to that quote about, um, what the heck is the word again? Why can't I think of the word? Now I'm like nervous. Procrastination. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> got real nervous. Um, procrastination is a way to like avoid discomfort. And I realize I do that in so many ways. Mm. And um, sitting in pain and really feeling it and letting yourself be sad. Like a lot of, I think sometimes we are afraid to make people uncomfortable. Like even being in your space right now with what I'm going through, like I don't want to make you uncomfortable in your space with being too sad. And you didn't do anything to make me feel that way. You make me feel like I can cry whenever I want, but we have to recognize that we have to give ourselves space to be sad and, and detach from anything, but what serves you. Right. And know that that's probably a story made up in my head anyways, that I'm making you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, you're not. I know. And there's so much power in, feeling pain and crying it out and like just letting yourself freaking feel it. Yeah. Like that's the only way to move through it. Yeah. And I, I don't, agree. I don't know how I got on that, but anyways, I would say detachment for me, it's important in my life to detach from expectations that I put on other people. Mm. That's a huge one for me Ooh! because there's so many times and it's not even like big expectations. It's like the little things like I expect someone to hold a door for me, which is not like a real expectation. What's, what have you expected me to do while I've been here that I haven't done? No, I think, see, I think I've done a really good job of not expecting you. That's I good. think I'm getting better I, because I'm hyper aware of it because at the end of the day, it does nothing to have these expectations and then have disappointments. You make yourself miserable. Dude. So release those expectations and either do the thing yourself that you're expecting someone else to do or let it go. Because to live inside of that world where you have these expectations and you're constantly let down is fucked up. It's not a happy world. Well, it's also like living in. So our goal that the, all the things that we've created, like our courses and the things we're doing is all about like stepping into the future version of yourself and what you're capable of. And I feel like all the expectations and all of that is actually like living in the past and <clears throat> it's creating this pain for yourself of like accepting something for exactly what it is and not letting the pain of what 
that letdown could be like in your past or whatever that is affect you now it's like take responsibility and see that like love love it for what it is exactly is the only thing that will allow us to reach that future yeah. level of ourselves and i just think we have so much limited energy ourselves that that energy should be used up on ourselves not not on trying to control someone else or have expectations of something else Woo! preach take us to church john Lord. okay so <laughs> if you got anything out of this podcast I hope that it is that you deserve to fart more <laughs> and release that shit. Release it. All right. Love you guys. yeah, I slay. I'm a bad mom, is what they say. I'm by my money, yeah. I don't play. I got that Benjamin button. I'm looking better every day, boy. Girl, what's in your DNA? Huh? I'm a boss and a savage. Girl, what's in your DNA? Huh? You know I'm far beyond average. Bro, see your DNA.